Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The good news is for the Chiefs, Nick, is coming into this postseason, no team has more wins against other playoff teams than the Chiefs. So I'm going to have you, we've had this conversation a little bit, and I think that you might be more in line with this than others. I think there are people out here, and I know that that sounds vague, but I, I think that there are people that are looking at the Chiefs and they tell themselves, what I'm seeing is a bit of a mirage. Not exactly what people think of the Vikings, but I don't think, I think that there are people who think the Chiefs are a mirage of what they really are. They're not this good. They're not a 14-3 and three team. Look at the flaws that exist. But there are a couple of stats that make me think that there's just no way that can be true, and instead you're looking for perfection. They are 6-2 and two against playoff teams that are currently in the AFC and NFC field. So those are teams that made the postseason. They had the 11th hardest schedule in the NFL and managed it with the best record in the NFL. And against those teams, the 6-2 and two record, they have a plus 54-point differential against the playoff teams. And I know 20 of that's coming against San Francisco, and I don't care. They consistently beat playoff teams all year. Buffalo and Cincinnati don't have nearly as many games against them. Buffalo's point differential is only plus five. Cincinnati's is only plus 34, which is, I mean, not bad by any means. But I look at a couple of those stats and I'm like, no, even if you don't like the way Kansas City plays sometimes, they're clearly as good as their record states. Okay, so... um you know, it's never too late to make improvements and enhancements, I think, whether you're talking about personally, in life, or on a podcast. So I know it's the playoffs. It's Super Wildcard Weekend, as I learned earlier, but it's, I don't think it's too late. Super to Wildcard Weekend. Can we debut a new segment? <laughs> sure. I've got one for you. Just came up with it right now. Uh, brand new, original title. Uh, it's called Alternative Facts, okay? So you gave me the facts about where the Chiefs are at point differential against playoff teams. Yeah. I have some uh, alternative facts for you. How about if we just looked at the Chiefs' record and point differential versus AFC playoff teams, right? Uh, 2-0 against the Chargers. I've got the numbers. 0-2 against the the Bills and the Bengals. I've got the numbers for you. So those numbers that you gave me include a 10-point win over Tampa Bay, include a 21-point win over San Francisco. They do. They include a 14-point win over Seattle. All right. So now let's just look at the AFC teams versus the AFC playoff teams. The Chiefs are three and two with a point differential of plus nine in those five games because they beat the Chargers by three twice. They beat the Jaguars by 10 and they lost to Cincinnati and Buffalo by six by three. Yeah, each by three points. No, excuse me. Buffalo was four. It's plus nine in those five games. So. I don't really care about what you did against the NFC playoff teams because all I want to know is how tough, Let's before we even talk about winning the Super Bowl, how tough is it for you to just make the Super Bowl and knowing that you're, in all likelihood, going to play either the Chargers, who played you really close, or the Jaguars, which wasn't that close, but they've been a different team since then. You win that game. Again, in all likelihood, you're playing either the Bills or the Bengals who both beat you in the regular season. That, to me, is why I think there is a perception that this team is more flawed than their record would indicate. It's because of how they've looked 
against those top two teams, and then maybe to an even lesser extent, how they've looked against the Chargers in two games is, that were really close. This is also why I have zero interest in taking on Cincinnati. Like, I think we were, like, waffling a little, or I was waffling a little bit on Friday, like, I don't know, man, would you rather place the Bills at home or or Bills on, at a neutral side or Cincinnati at home? I'd fully flip. Bills on neutral side. Screw playing Cincinnati. You know what Cincinnati is against AFC playoff teams? 3-0 with a plus 29 differential. Now, two of those games were against Miami and Baltimore, and they played Baltimore at the worst the worst. Yeah, it's not like a borderline, not even impressive time to play. By the way, that game. Oh yeah. Uh, what? Well, go on. Sorry, I'll let you finish your thought. No, I was like Tyler. Whatever. The, I can't even remember the name of the. Uh, who's the quarterback? Who started? No, who's the no? Who's the quarterback? Well, the Skyler Thompson. Who's the quarterback who started for Baltimore this final game? Oh, not you're thinking of Huntley, but not Huntley. It was Anthony something. And, yeah, it, that's so bad. If we Anthony something. Him. Anthony something. Close enough. Then it's like, what were the Bills in those, right? Because the Bengals are 3-1, and one, one of their losses against Baltimore, divisional opponent. The Bills, if you go through, they're minus two against Miami. Then they're plus one because they beat Baltimore, so they're 1-1. One and one. Then they're plus five because they beat Kansas City and 2-1. and one. And then they didn't face – oh, and then they beat Miami by – Anthony Brown, Brown, by the way, is his name. Anthony Brown. So the Bills generic, are also like – The most generic name ever, right? The The Bills are also 3-1. and one. But, I, you know, I, I get it. Because, honestly, you could extrapolate out the Kansas City record over two or three years. And it's like every stat is hilarious because it's like, hey, the Chiefs record over the last three years is 1,007. And the seven losses are all against Buffalo and Cincinnati. And it's like, yeah, that part's annoying. And a problem for Kansas City in this upcoming playoff field. And I get that that's the point you're making. There's no doubt. But this is where having to buy is a massive advantage. In this particular postseason, to hell with that, man. I wouldn't want to be Cincinnati and taking on Baltimore if Lamar Jackson plays. I sh- sure as hell wouldn't want to have to take on Buffalo or Cincinnati, depending on if I was the opposite. I know I, you know, like the Chargers in Jacksonville can cause the Chiefs the problem. But against those two teams, the teams they're most likely, Nick, to see in the second round of the playoffs, you know what they are in those? 3-0. and 3-0. They won yeah. all those games with a plus 16 differential. They beat all of them. Like, they, they won. They got a point. They were close, but they won. So mm-hmm. it's like... I don't have to worry as much about the Chiefs until the AFC title game. That, that feels good. That feels good. Meanwhile, one of the teams, Nick, who isn't in the postseason, that is the Denver Broncos. Interestingly enough about the Denver Broncos is you might ask yourself, why are they asking about the Chiefs? Shouldn't they be worried about Russell Wilson's contract or what head coach they might be going with? You know, very serious problems. No, instead of backup offensive lineman. Took to the end of his season when he's packing up his locker. And if you've never been in this situation, it's a bit of an awkward situation. But he's sitting in his locker and he, they're asking him about Quinn Moret or Miners. Miners. They're asking he, him. By the way, just just for the record, he is the he is the starting guard for the Broncos. Okay. So give him some put some respect on Quinn Miners' name, please. Quinn Miners, who's the starting guard for the Denver Broncos, said that he was upset. It made him mad that the Chiefs did the ring around, as he put it, the ring around the rosy play and made this whole point about his only goal seemingly in life left is to beat the Chiefs one time. And this, for whatever you can be, I'm not mad at Quinn. He is absolutely speaking how he really feels in this moment. And I'm not totally sure that he means he's mad because he thinks it's disrespectful or mad because his team's not fun and keeps getting its ass kicked by the Chiefs. That's why I think he's mad, which is great news for Chiefs fans. You're living rent-free in a starting player for the Denver Broncos head. He's talking about you after his season's over. They didn't even play you this week. 
So I'm going to be the only person in Kansas City that is willing to defend Quinn Miners for his comments. All right. I know this is not going to make me a very popular man. Probably not. But before I even saw the reaction, so this is not just me being a contrarian. Before I even saw people's reaction, I just I watched the video. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was kind of like, you know what, dude? I love this guy. <laughs> he is, because... So if you're self-aware enough, you know that that's not going to like come off well. Because sure. even if, even if like, I think Chiefs fans are taking it as like, well, why don't you do something to stop it then? It's like, well, that's, I don't really think. He that's can't. That's his frustration. He well, can't. I don't, think he, I don't even think that's what he's saying. I don't think that he is saying that, that you should never do that on a football field, which I feel like is the way it was interpreted. I think what he is saying is this team just kicks our ass every time we play him. We can't beat them. They're our biggest rival. They kill us. And we can't even pick up first downs with our regular run-of-the-mill offense. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're scoring touchdowns on these trick plays that nobody else is running. If I was any Broncos player, and this is the other part that I don't get. Like, people are saying, well, why? Don't worry about them. Like, worry about yourself. You're sitting at home. It's like, no, you're their biggest rival. They're thinking about you all the time. And don't even act like in Kansas City, we don't think about the Broncos or the Raiders or the Chargers. Like, yeah, it's nice to be at the top and be able to shit on them all year. But we think about the Broncos and the, we yeah. think about the rivalries. That's why they're called rivalries. He hates the Chiefs. I expect you to hate the Chiefs if you're a Bronco player or if you're a Raiders player or if you're a Chargers player. And he is speaking honestly, saying like, yeah, it pisses me off watching them run all these plays and have so much success. I resent the Chiefs for being as good as they are, which I would totally feel the same way if the Chiefs were in the cellar and one of those teams was competing for Super Bowls every year. I would resent everything about them. I think he was just speaking honestly. I don't really think he was taking a shot at Kansas City. I think he was being surprisingly transparent in how he feels about how miserable the Chiefs organization makes him. I think it's sometimes how I feel about Jason and Travis Kelsey's podcast because they're so much better at it than they fucking should be. And I'm like, no, stop it. You're millionaires. Struggle. You're great at the other job. Be bad at this. Yes, be worse. <laughs> you know what? You're too good at this. It's frustrating. I'm trying to host a podcast and I'm like, damn it, that one's so good. Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, so he's gonna, I, and they're going to kick my ass for the next five years in the so podcast. Am I crazy for thinking that? Like, it, it, no. It, look, I think a lot of where it came from is because they jumped on Quinn Miners because there was a shit ton of hand wringing, Nick, from other fan bases and a little bit from the national media on the like, this is how dare they. How could they do that to a team? How could they show them up in this? That's not sportsmanlike. And you're like, also, oh, here's the thing about it. I don't think he was saying any of that, by the way. It didn't. I don't it, think so either. Because he didn't say it. I think he was just saying, like, this sucks watching them have so much fun and be good. I kind of take it that way now as well. And I think, I think part of what happened, Nick, is because other people were saying that. He wasn't, but other people were saying, like, this is unsportsmanlike. And let me just, this is the problem here. If you are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, in most cases, millions of dollars, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars. There's no sportsmanship. That's for high school sports. That's if your kid's in youth wrestling. Shake hands, say good job. When you're getting paid $10 million, no. That's out the window. I don't have to show you shit. We're fighting now. We're, we're up against it. This is the playoffs. We're in the division. We're out to get you every single year. I don't owe you anything, right? I mean, don't be like the, don't be the Packers player and shove a trainer. I'm not talking about that, but you can, 
you can showboat as much as you want. This comes back to like my whole take on taunting. Every every NFL player should be allowed to taunt as much as they want. They but should you be able know to throw down their bills in someone's face. It doesn't matter. You know what would end this discussion is that you know who hates taunting? Andy Reid. So if Andy Reid hates taunting or anything that is going to be either, it's either going to cost the team or it's going to be perceived as like being unsportsmanlike. He doesn't do it. So if he runs that play, that means he doesn't view it as being unsportsmanlike. He just views it as a good play. He's trying to confuse you. That's it. He's running around because he's trying to confuse you. And then, and it worked. That's the messed up part. It worked. They objectively got out of position, which allowed Kadarius Tony to go towards the end zone. I know they got called back on the hold, the mystery hold, but it's like Andy does those things. Like I always point out, like if you're ever looking for a reason why Andy wouldn't just call it to showboat, right? Because Andy doesn't do that. Mahomes showboats on accident in a way that like he just does things on the field that are like disrespectful because he's so great. It's just like embarrassing to you, right? He's not trying to embarrass you. He just does those things and then it's embarrassing to you. I always point out the Rose Bowl parade play because the Kansas City Chiefs ran a tricky motion play that was a trick play designed to deceive deceive the defense in a 3-0 game in the Super Bowl. So like if he's willing to run it then, he's not just doing it to rub it into the Raiders' face. He's doing it because he thinks it'll work. Like, that's it. That's that's really what it boils down to. And honestly, they needed that game. They could, It wasn't just jackassery. They couldn't just, like, do whatever they wanted. They needed to win that game against the Raiders in order to be the number one seed, didn't they? So yeah. it's like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, yeah, didn't it? So it's like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense.